welcome to Vision Scope, a program intended to educate and inform. My name is Wilbert Williams. A place to listen and learn. My guest today is Lorna Corona. She is from the United States. Lorna, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for having me. Lorna, would you like to begin by telling our listeners a little bit about you. Who is Lana Corona? My name is Lana Corona from Washington State. A little bit about me. I like, you know, I like all types of books, music. Um, And uh, I'm a technology person up to date on technology and um little bit uh, I live currently in Washington State and um I have you know some family around me I'm getting ready to go get my guide dog that's exciting, eh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, but uh, I want I want to I want to intrude a little bit. I want do. I want to you to go back in time and tell me a little bit about your past. Were you born blind or were you blind when you were a youngster? I was actually when I was born, I had full 2020 vision. Um, I had, you know, I was driving, I was shopping, I was everything. Um, and, um, um, you know, I went to school with all my classmates and everything. So, yeah. Went to Matt Baker High School and uh, graduated from there. And after graduation, you were working just like any other young woman would, you know, trying to to develop yourself and making a living for yourself. Is that correct? Yes. After, you know, graduation and everything, Mm-hmm. I went to community college. Um, there I studied custodian, uh, automotive, commercial cooking. That sounds like a wide range of, of, of subjects. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then life went on. and. What happened? How did you become blind? 
I have this retinized pigmentosa. Um, didn't know anything about it. I was in Ohio State and um, started working at this factory. And they said, you got to go get safety glasses. I said, okay. So they made me appointment and everything. And um, they kept testing me and testing me. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And they're like, I've never seen this stuff before. And I said, what is it? And he couldn't tell me what it was until I moved back in Washington state, um, brought this folder with me mm. and, um, I went to go see several specialists here. Okay. And then finally the third specialist, he said, you have retinized pigmentosa. Mm. And I said, what is that? And he said, uh, eventually, you'll go blind. I said, that, that must have been frightening. It was. It was. Mm. Um, but today, my eye condition is different. Um, it's, it's retinized pigmentosa type E. And um, with the new update of my vision loss I developed um, I started last year developing high pressure to the eyes mm. um, they started it started at you know going up from 13 to 20 to 100. Um, just recently, um, re recently that it's been anywhere between 300 and 500, um, been in and out of the hospital because of the high pressure, um, found out that I tore one of my retinas. So I have part of my retina in my arm and um, in my right arm because the retina that I tore was in my right eye. And um, so they're putting, you know, bringing that retina back to life by putting it in a different part of my body. It's in my arm. And allowing it to grow. Is yeah. that it? Okay. Yeah, so it will, um, it's only going to be in there for two weeks, and mm. then they're going to put it back in my eye. Um, that's why I'm wearing these sunglasses, because it gave me a, a black eye. Okay. And, and um, everybody's like, you got a nice shiner. <laughs> Describe for the benefit of our listeners exactly what is retinitis uh, pigmentosa. What exactly did the doctors tell you? Can you explain in a nutshell what it is? Yeah. Retinitis pigmentosa um, 
somebody in your family or generation. Um, apparently, it skipped my sisters and hit me. Okay. Um, somebody, either my mom or my father, was a carrier. And but, but they were okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the only one in my family that has retinized pigmentosa type E. I don't know what the E stands for yet, but I was just going to ask. <laughs> yeah. um, it's really rare um, for me to have these high pressures because usually high pressures go for glaucoma. Yes. yes. And um, so I don't have glaucoma. I've been tested several times already. And um, with this retinized pigmentosa type E, they're finding out that, you know, I'm rare. There's hardly, if there's somebody out there that has retinized pigmentosa type E, hey, let me know. <laughs> you, you know, would I love, wanna, you, know, I you, would, you would love to start a group, eh? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me, you, you, when you found out that you were going, you were going blind because of retinitis, um, how did you take it? Well, you know, it was, it was hard. Um, the first, the first year, mm -hmm. I kept telling myself, ah, it's just, Everybody's telling me that I'm going to go blind. I'm going to go blind. And it hit me really hard. Mm -hmm. um, I, I told my family about it first. Um, my family was hard to tell. Um, and I kept getting more information, kept seeing more doctors. They kept telling me the same thing, that eventually you'll go blind. Um, and I said, well, when will I go blind? And will it be, when I go blind, am I going to still see anything? Because I didn't know anything about blindness. I didn't know, didn't know how to use a white cane. I didn't know anything. And you didn't know what to believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so this went on for a while. Um, mm -hmm. You, you were really hovering between grieving and denial. Mm -hmm. And um, what happened afterwards? Anything changed? Yeah. They, um, somebody recommended Department of Services for the Blind here in Seattle, Washington. And um, so I went there to, you know, see what they can do for me. Yes. And um, 
they said that we can give you training, we can teach you how to cook, we can teach you pretty much everything. I said, well, I already know that, you know? <laughs> Not realizing that it's a, you're now in a different world. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I told them, I said, all right, let me, you know, let me do this. Um, when they started handing me the light cane, I just kind of looked at it funny. I said, what is this? I don't need this. I can see. I can see. Yes. <laughs> um, and they and they told me, too, they said eventually you will go blind. You need to learn how to develop mobility. Uh, Braille, all of that, all of that stuff. I said, I don't know how to do this. I don't need this, you know? And kept arguing with them. I don't need this. I'm not blind. I'm not blind. You were becoming angry that they were telling you all of this? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I stayed through the whole orientation because I really wanted to see, you know, what is going to be benefit for me mm -hmm. um department of services for the blind they you know they kept meeting me halfways and i kept meeting them halfways um so finally i went through department of services for the blind three times um the first time that's when i still had sight mm -hmm. and um they put these sleep shades on me. They made me wear a blindfold. Um, once they'd done all that, my other senses, like, well, you know, first time that I had mobility, and they're like, find your way around here before you get to travel outside. Yes. And, um, I told them, I said, I can do this. I can do this, you know. But then deep down, my inner God is telling me, Lana, listen. This is eventually that you are not going to be able to see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I started listening to my inner God a little bit more and more. Um, the first year was really tough. The second year, I've learned how to accept it. Um, when I learned how to accept it, I went back to Department of Services for the Blind in Seattle, Washington. And, um, and I told them, I said, I'm back. And I want to learn more about this blindness. I want to be able to cross an intersection without freaking out. Mm -hmm. um, the third time that I went back, um, they basically, it was more the third time. Because I got to learn Braille. I got to learn computers more. And I built a, a box <laughs> that... That box would probably go with me everywhere. Um, 
But yeah. And, you know, just everybody just needs to learn how to deal with it and accept it because each individual is different than somebody else. You, you so what, what, what really triggered your full acceptance? It, was there any particular thing that really woke you up and made you realize that, hey, I need to get on with my life? Um, I got invited to this blind party. Um, I kept watching everybody run into everything and I kept guiding them, you know, and then when I seen my best friend come in the door and I thought, oh my God, I didn't know that you're visually impaired. <laughs> yes. and and she's like, you really didn't know? I said, no. And then, you know, when when we were sitting down talking and everything, and I got up and I left, and I didn't say goodbye to anybody. I just left. And I went walking around, and um, and I told myself, oh, my God, one of these days that's going to be me. You know, and um, it was hard for me to come forward and say one of these days it's going to be me. Mm -hmm. um, my friend kept calling me and she's like, are you all right? You just kind of left. I said, yeah, I'm just out, you know, walking around and getting, you know, gathering my thoughts. And... Um, if I didn't see her walk in with that cane, I don't know what I would have ever done, you know. So that was really a motivational point for you? Yes, yes. Okay. And so what did you do after that? You you enrolled in other courses or what? Oh, I went back to Department of Services for the Blind again. And, um, you know... This time, it, it was more deep. It was, it was more of a challenge for me. Um, because I seen people getting certificates. I seen people getting um, how they got around, how they cooked, how they done this and that as a visually impaired or blind person. And, and I kept hanging around with my friend and she's like, she's like, she's like, well, you still have sight. You should enjoy it. I'm like, no, I said, I said, everybody keeps telling me that I'm going to be blind. Mm -hmm. And she's like, they really told you that? And I said, yeah. And then... Um, you know, I haven't talked to her in a while. In 2008, um, that's when I really started noticing the difference. Um, 2008 was a bad year. Yes. Um, 2008 is when I found out 
that I, I got into a car accident and it literally the airbag crushed my eye. Um, my right eye. And um, they kept telling me that I'm going to have lots of problems with it. Um, and I kept telling them, I said, what kind of problems? What kind of problems? Um, if you ever been into a car accident and you feel like the airbag hit you and it, and it goes flat, that's what I felt like. Mm -hmm. um, but I've learned through all of my bad <laughs> blindness stuff that, you know, I can get on with this. Mm -hmm. Today, I cut my own grass. I, I do everything as a sighted person does. But it takes me a little bit longer. Yeah, of course. But you, but least you can do it. Right. What about the cooking? Do you cook your own meals and all of that? Yes, I do. Except for the days that, you know, I don't cook. I order, um, it's called Meals on Wheels here. Yes. And if it's a good lunch, I'll order it. But okay. if it's not a good lunch, I'll eat at home. Yes. Um, but you do that mainly to give yourself a break. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So now, do you have any sight at all these days or it's completely gone? Uh, in my right eye, I have no vision. Uh, in my left eye, it's light perception. But if it's really gray outside, I can't see um it has to be really bright or i do better in the dark okay and for your technology you rely heavily on speech you're not you're not looking at the screen most of the time are you uh sometimes i am sometimes i turn voiceover off um sometimes i you you know i can see on my laptop mm -hmm. and sometimes I just rely on the speech. Okay. Um, it, it just all depends on, you know, how much I want to read. Okay. All right. We, we have talked a lot about um, your, your blindness and the issues facing you. Tell me a little bit about yourself now. Um, what, what is your favorite food? Hmm. Favorite food? Well, since I'm a Filipino, I love cooking Filipino food. So well, you were born in the Philippines? <laughs> no, my dad was. Okay. My dad was the Filipino. Um, yes. And your mom? A Native American Indian. <laughs> okay, okay. So you 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 have claim to both countries. Yes. But you're you're an American. Yes. Okay. Born yes. and raised. Yes. So you you were telling me about Filipino food. 
Uh, it would have to be chicken adobo. What's that? It's chicken uh, marinated in vinegar, soy sauce, pickling, spice, and minced garlic. Okay, that sounds good. And then it's it's what? It's how is it cooked? Is it um boiled or you marinate it for like thirty minutes, if that, and then you bring it to a bring it to a boil and then serve it over rice. Okay. Okay. As a blind person, what has been your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> and, and we all have these. <laughs> <laughs> um, recently, uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was traveling to Columbus, Ohio, I set off the alarm. <laughs> um, this will probably get... Uh, I set off the alarm at the at TAC. Um, I didn't know that I slid the alarm off. <laughs> um, so what caused the alarm to go off? <laughs> you, have to tell me, you have to tell me the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was wearing these... Um, red panties underneath my jeans and um, it set off the alarm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. They wanted to know what was going on. Exactly. <laughs> so you had to subject yourself to a search or what? Well, they, they, the TAC, they brought me like in this little like closed off um, place and and it kept going off and they kept telling me, well, there's something in your pocket. There's something in your pocket. Mm -hmm. I said, there's nothing in my pocket. And uh, and they're like, you sure? I said, I'm positive. And I said, I, I said, I could take off my jeans. I could, you know, tip it upside mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, it kept going off. And then um, I asked them, I said, what is setting it off? I said, there's nothing in my back pocket. <laughs> it was the red panties. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you learned a lesson. Never wear that color again <laughs> when, you're going, when you're going through the airport. No. <laughs> All right. What, what has been your most exciting moments, one of the happiest moments in your life? Um, well, a couple things. Um, number one, I'm going back to go get my beautiful golden retriever, Darcy. And number two, I'm going to go meet up with one of my best friends that we've been friends on Facebook for eight years. Mm. 
And um, I'll be doing that, like, the second week of September. And then I'll be hanging out with them until I come back to Washington State and selling my house. Um, You're moving to another state? I am. Yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. You know, I first met you on one of the chats mm-hmm. and I, and you struck me as being a very busy person and a very exciting type of personality. You you never seem to stand still. <laughs> I don't know if I'm accurate. No, you're right. You're right. Always doing something, always moving ahead. Um, yeah. All right. If you, what, do you find time to read? I do. <laughs> If you had to choose a book, you can only take one book with you. You're you're going to be cast into exile. But you can only take one book with you. What book would that be? Well, since I like romance, it'd be Sarah Cross. It would be Sarah Cross. What, what can you remember the title of the book? Um um, um you're, it's called uh, Pleasuring You in My Backyard. Okay. <laughs> and you would take that because I am assuming that that would evoke memories, fun memories. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, I probably read it. Oh, probably at least mm-hmm. over a hundred times now. I just sent it back today. Okay. What would be the song of your choice? What's your favorite song um, from any any genre? Ooh. Can I give you two? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, the first one will be. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one would be Step in the Name of Love. Um, Yeah. Two two romantic pieces. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. You... Whenever we're about to end an interview with a guest, we always ask the guest to leave a parting thought with people who listen to this show. What your parting words would be? You know, you... Don't let your your blindness bring you down. Keep, Keep going forward. Don't look back. So thank you ever so much for joining me for this chit-chat today. I certainly enjoyed it and um, look forward to talking with you more. All the best to you and take care now. Thank you. Everybody have a good
be safe and be careful out there. Um, make sure you use a face mask and hand sanitizer wherever you go. Our entertainment segment this week is a request of our guest. The song chosen is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. If I should stay I would only be in your way So I'll go But I know I'll think of you Every step of the way And I
if you have any questions or comments about today's program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com. That's norwill2, N-O-R-W-I-L-L, figure 2, at gmail.com. And we will address them promptly. So take care now and have a blessed and productive week. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams Jr.